Hey, Pearlside Small Group Leaders, welcome to this week's Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you as you lead. We've got Pastor Tim with us today, and he's going to take us through our guide. Go ahead, Pastor Tim. Yes, hello, everyone and leaders. Thank you so much for your leadership. And uh, we are excited about continuing in this series, Made for Greatness, and we're continuing the life of Joseph. So this week, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 40 and 41, where Joseph was thrown into prison as an innocent man. And I think that's an uh, important point for us to realize is that sometimes even when we seemingly do the right things, that we can end up in situations that look like a prison. Mm -hmm. But in our main thought, it says, yet the Lord was with him and caused him to prosper while in prison. And God enabled Joseph to rightly interpret the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker of Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt. And uh, that's how then God used that to position Joseph right. into the court of Pharaoh. And so the, the two sub points that we are going to be talking about this week is how pits and prisons prepare us for the palace by teaching us to trust in the Lord. And that's important to realize because sometimes um, when we're in a prison, we feel like it's for nothing. But we don't realize that that is the place where God is doing something inside of us. And then the second thing is, besides the the purpose of what God is doing in us, he's really positioning us. Mm -hmm. And that's the second sub point. And that's helping us see that even while we feel like this is pointless or we don't deserve to be in a, a particular situation that God is really positioning us into something greater. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it cannot be on our timeline or it could be not what we expect, but that's where God is doing a deeper trust in us uh, upon him. Yeah. And so for this discussion uh, today, we're going to be really focusing on helping people just share what prisons they're in. And instead of us sharing examples, I thought um, Michelle and I were talking that it'd be helpful for us to, how can we conduct a safe environment for people to really open up and share whatever prisons they're in? So Michelle, you want to help us with that? Yeah. You know, and, and when you think about it, you don't really understand the positioning that God's doing or the character work he's doing until it's like hindsight. Right, mm-hmm. they're like hindsight's right. a great teacher, right? And so this week gives that great opportunity for us to come out the gates with that first question and the second question, right? Um, how has a prison season in your life taught you to trust the Lord? So it really, those of us that have been walking with the Lord a little mm-hmm. bit longer can really come ready to share, right, a prison and, and the hindsight lessons that God God showed you and the yes. positioning that He's brought you to. I think that's really important because most people, um, if they haven't shared about these hard times, uh, they're hesitant mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. don't know if it's safe. Uh, they don't know how people are going to react. And so um, my first tip to everyone is poker face. Mm-hmm. Like have That's a great. really good poker face. All right. In small group, I don't mm-hmm. think we should react um, in averse ways to anything someone mm-hmm. shares. Uh, and that's a great way to create a safe space, just knowing everyone's going to walk through something. Mm-hmm. We're facing the same enemy out there. Um, and we want to let people know they can be known and God accepts them as they are. And then he's going to bring them through to who he's called them to be. So keeping that, that poker face, um, letting people finish their thought. 
Great. And also not ramble on to other things, mm-hmm. right? So it's that tension of, okay, let them finish, but keep, make sure it's focused around the question and mm-hmm. doesn't go down a complaining path. Also, you know, as ref- we want them to reflect with God and with the word and with the sermon on their prison. And so it's not a time um, that we want to figure out how to get them out of the That's prison. That's so big. Or mm-hmm. give them advice on how to get out right. of the prison. Really taking that time to reflect, hey, God... Uh, what prison am I in? Because mm-hmm. some of them might not even know. Um, and then two, okay, what are you doing in my heart? What are you mm-hmm. doing? And and how do I traverse this season mm-hmm. with you? Yeah. Um, so that then you can position me. Yeah. So that then I can see you uh, do that work in my character and sanctify me. And so I think sometimes, um, and I've done this as a leader, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, well, let's get into the what we got to do to fix it, mm-hmm. right? Versus just letting people kind of process together. Yeah. And then pray. Make sure you're making that space to really pray through mm-hmm. what people share, especially if they're sharing about it for the first time. It's that's a huge step. Yeah, you know, if we've been right. le- if you've been leading group for a while, or or you know you've been in the church for a long time, like we've been here like twenty five, mm-hmm. twenty six years. Yeah, um, it's it's so easy for us to share mm-hmm. because we've been in these great discipleship environments for a long time. But a lot of people are new to this; um, they've never really shared these things. Right, and so creating that space for them um, to be known in, in a safe space, um, reminding them that the things that are said are going to stay here. Yes. We're not going to share it with anyone. Yes. You know, sometimes we have to remind our groups, especially if there's newer people, that that's something um, that we we hold dear, the confidentiality of what happens um, and what is said in groups, unless it's going to, you know, cause someone harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do keep it confidential. And just reiterating that, maybe at the beginning of group two, as you share, might be helpful this week to get people to really open up. Yes. Yeah, so, so many gems there. Thank you for sharing all that, yeah. Michelle. And I think practically, you know, I want to I want us to prepare ahead of time. So if you're already expecting seven, eight, nine people Mm -hmm. to come to group that week um, and you haven't been clustering yet. Yeah, this is the perfect week to start. Yes. And so how you can prepare ahead of time for that is already preparing whoever is going to lead the other cluster after your group gets Mm -hmm. together. And so maybe you could go through the main thought together, maybe even go through the first question together. Yeah. But once it hits the personal question on the second one about um, sharing a personal prison that you're, we are in, that would be the time Great to time. cluster. Yes. Uh, so not just, you know, I know I've been hearing stories of people clustering during the prayer point. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a perfect week to take it a step further yes. and allow everyone to be able to share and everyone to share in a, in a safe, comfortable yes. environment. And oftentimes that's a smaller group. Right. Absolutely. Especially that processing time. And, mm-hmm. and another tip is, you know, on weeks where we know we're probably going to talk about deeper things, if you're having group out in public, picking that quieter corner mm, of the so Starbucks, um, of the food court, wherever yeah. it is, just making that space mm-hmm. um, a little bit safer in that. So it's not so noisy. They're not going to want to yell mm-hmm. about their prison. Right, <laughs> right. Right. And so just really thinking that through as well also is another great tip when we come into weeks where we know we're going to dive into kind of more deeper deeper soul things. That's great. And so I just want to add on to one of the points Michelle made earlier. Um, She said that, you know, now's not the time to just give advice, Mm -hmm. but just to listen and allow people to process and talk. And oftentimes, so much of the healing comes through that. Right. And then in asking that follow-up question, uh, Michelle said it, but I just really want to reiterate it. So instead of us telling people what to do, it's asking people, what do you think God is trying to do inside of you 
during this time. So it's not necessarily helping people think, okay, what what breakthrough is it you're believing Mm -hmm. for? Although that's good because Joseph had that dream. Right. But Joseph was identifying that in this prison, God's using me to minister to the baker and the butler. And so it was through that that allowed Joseph to be positioned for the breakthrough. And so that's what we want to do is we just are trying to position people into the presence of God, into the wisdom of God without us doing it for them. So what is God trying to do in your life right now? Yes, And and just uh, another reason why we want to focus them there is because that is what they have control over. Yes, very good. do not have control right. over the prison mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. who put us there nope, or we don't. the boss we have right. or the or the family situation mm-hmm. we're in you know god placed us in those mm-hmm. and and a lot of times i've i've got feedback that uh, as i lead groups that mm-hmm. it's it's hard for them to redirect people to actually uh, look at themselves mm-hmm. versus just talk about the other people involved in the situation. Yeah, right. So this is a great week to just be like, hey, let's look at what God's doing in us. We might not be able to control or change that person, mm-hmm. especially if that person doesn't serve the Lord. Or right, it's like yeah. you, you can't change Potiphar. Yeah, right? right. Only God can. Right. So what can Joseph do in this moment? And so I think um, that's another reason why that question's so powerful mm-hmm. in every discipleship um, relationship and and environment is just to ask, what is God wanting from you? Mm-hmm. What is He showing you? You, mm-hmm. um, because it's that relationship with him, him sanctifying us, mm-hmm. that really is the point of so much of what we walk through in life. That's great. So as we close, I just want to encourage us. Uh, it's not in your notes, so you could, as a leader, <laughs> write this down quickly. But we, many of us are familiar with Romans 8.28. It's all things God works for the good yes. for those who are called according to it's, his purpose. Yes. But we often forget verse 29. Come on. Which says that he's using it to conform us right. into the image, image of, of Jesus. The, yep, yeah. Exactly. And so that that verse right there is is so key for this week's conversation. Yep. So good. That even in in the the what seemingly seems like bad, God's working good. Right. And what is that good? It's not necessarily changing our circumstances. Right but really bringing good inside of us. Right, right. And that that according to his, called according yeah, to his, his purpose. purpose. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important to know him and follow him. Yes. So we're so um, thankful for you all leading your groups. Growth Track is another great place to really um, bring people through to to know more and belong to the church. If, if those in your small group have not gone to it, mm. uh, we, we really encourage you to get them um, through that. That's uh, great. Freedom Weekend's coming up every other month for men mm-hmm. and women as well. So um, as they're processing prison, a next step might be you know, getting into a freedom weekend. Great. So we have a lot of tools for you to help disciple your people, make sure that you're using them and, um, and helping them walk through their next yes, steps. Yes. Amen. All right. Bye guys. God bless you.